Good day, everybody. We are back again this week with another episode of Christian Concepts. We are getting close to the end of our season, our very first season. Uh, so I do want to thank everybody who tuned in and listened to us and helped get us a little bit more uh, out there. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Me and Jesse both appreciate you. Um, I do want to say that we do have a special guest for our Christmas episode. I'm not going to reveal who it is just yet. Um, Jesse has reached out and gotten us uh, someone who is fantastic to come over and mm-hmm. us. Uh, that will be revealed Christmas week. Uh, I don't want to keep him on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I definitely don't want to record him. Uh, I'm going to try to get him recorded before then and then release the episode on Christmas Eve for you guys. Um, this week, we are talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, Jesse and I went over this. It was between this and uh, Heroes of the Spirit. And we're going to plan out a calendar for you guys for next year uh, to start talking about those guys and uh, a few other things. Next year, our plans for that are big. We just got to set them in stone. Um, I'm excited for it. I know Jesse's excited for it. Uh, but after Christmas Eve, when our episode releases, the season this year, the next time you'll see us, uh, I'm hoping to get over where Jesse is and go live with him for New Year's Eve to count in the New Year's. Uh, hopefully, I get to go and do that. I, I have no guarantee right now. But it is looking that uh, that, that will be the possibility. Uh, I'm like, yes. Such- that I'm going to be there. <laughs> um, uh, why don't we start off with Jesse? Yeah. For the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're both um, obviously going to be using <clears throat> our main passage of scripture from Galatians 5. Um, and we, I think we're both actually are going to be starting uh, before with the uh, works of the flesh, actually. Um, so Galatians 5, 6, I'm just going to start at 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and, the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So my first point, and I guess my main point for this pretty much almost the whole podcast probably is going to be the difference between these two groups. So um, uh, you notice the first group, it's listed all under um, the works of the flesh. And the other group is called the fruit of the spirit. So um, it's not called the fruit of the flesh. It's called the works of the flesh. And this second part is called the fruit of the spirit and not the works of the spirit um so the works of the flesh i'll I'll start off with this and then once i finish this point up i'll get uh i'll turn it back over to pop blue but uh so the works of the flesh 
uh, it's called the worst of the flesh because, well, people actually work at doing wrong. So sinning, um, doing the things that God has specifically commanded us not to do, um, it might not seem like work. It might just seem really easy at first. And it is. It is really easy because that's human nature. We just want to give in to these um, urges and temptations that are constantly, you know, being um, known to us, being like, you know, constantly pressuring us to do things that are wrong. So, you know, the first uh, times we, you know, sin and, you know, fall down, it's really easy. But once we start making a habit, an addiction uh, to this, um, you realize you've been working at it <laughs> for a long time. You've been working away at destroying your own uh, your own spirit. Um, and kind of says, you know, um, in another passage, you know, the spirit and the flesh are fighting against each other for this uh, control of you. Um, so why, why does uh, not say fruit of the flesh? Um, that's because the flesh doesn't bear any fruit. The flesh is dead. It's chaff. Um, and you can kind of compare this to Psalms chapter one. Um, I'm going to read uh, verse three. It says, he shall be like a tree and that he there is referring to uh, the blessed man that it uh, starts talking about in verse one there. But it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Being godly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the, con- in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Um, so the ungodly are like the chaff. And you might ask, what is chaff? Um, well, chaff, um, it's like a very thin um, cover on these, these grains of wheat. And it's an, it's an edible, so you can't eat it. Um, so what people would do was they would kind of crush this grain um, and trample the grain to separate that chaff from the grain because you can't eat the chaff. Um, and then once they did that, they would even uh, do another step and they kind of throw the grain in the air. So when the wind blew, that it would just kind of blow that remaining chaff that was still stuck on the grain out of there. And they would take that chaff and just throw it away or sometimes they would even use it as fuel for burning. So um, the, that that's... That's as far as the wicked's going to get. You see the wicked there don't bear any fruit. They're, they're what's being separated from the fruit because the righteous is bearing fruit. Um, and then another passage I just kind of, that go kind of parallels with this is John 15. In the very beginning, um, Jesus is saying, I'm the true vine. My father, my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Uh, verse four, it says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, it accepted it, abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. 
I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And the last uh, verse that I'm going to read here. Uh, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. So again, you see here, uh, it's the righteous are referred to as the branches of the vine. And Jesus is that vine. Uh, you know, he says there directly there in verse one, I'm the true vine. My father, or my father is an husbandman. Um, and the wicked that don't bear fruit, they're cut off. And all they're good for is just being fuel for fire. Again, they're kind of, you know, verse six there, men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. So ignoring God's commandments, um, the only reward that you're going to get all those works of the flesh that you've been constantly working at, you know, that whole list, there's 17 like actions right there. All that gets you is literally and figuratively being thrown into the fire, as you know. At the end of your life, if you, all you've been doing is doing the works of the flesh, hell is what's going to be your your uh, end place. So that's not God's will for anybody. So um, I kind of wrapped up that first point, and I'll turn it back over to Pablo. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, <clears throat> and I, I was I was hoping you'd point that out of the literal and figurative sense of being thrown into the fire, because if if yeah. not. Um, but I do want to point out something too. If if you notice, there's 17 different works of the flesh that are listed, and that's not mm -hmm. even because at the end, it, in verse 21, it says "and such like." So there's yep. more. <laughs> there's even oh, more. yeah. <laughs> Spirit, there's only nine. Um, yeah, and that that I found was interesting because when when you look at especially today's society, look at how available sin is to us. Look. Mm -hmm all these works of the flesh are to us whether it be through uh magazines phones com computers which i mean falls under the same category but i'll say electronics um and then even even idolatry people who idolize yeah. sports stars or great authors or objects even like mm -hmm. this this podcast could be considered an idol if if i'm putting it above god which yeah. I and just so you're not doing that <laughs> just <yeah. laughs> it, I, I it does help us study and it is something for us to uh share our knowledge with with you guys but if if we take it and we twist it a little bit oh well this is all about getting people to listen to us this is all about getting the numbers on the podcast up that that's when it starts becoming an idol and it could be other things mm -hmm. that um when you start putting something else before god mm -hmm. that's when it becomes an idol because now you're giving it more time than god which means yeah you're worshiping it more than him uh, mm -hmm. and that's that's very available to us all around the world um mm -hmm. easy it's available and there's a lot of it it's kind of like oh gosh i can't think of anything right now but the dollar tree all of it is cheap all of it's available and it's very easy to get mm -hmm. anything you want there whereas yeah. through to the spirit um it, it takes more work to get yeah i i would say mm -hmm. um but and you get let well i don't want to say less from it you get less in numbers from it but the quality of what you're putting out is way better than all of 
all of these things because the, all of this that was mentioned as the works of the flesh is sin. It's yeah. all, uh, and sin is pleasurable for a season, as I'm pretty yeah. sure we've heard multiple times, and I'm pretty sure we've mentioned it before. Um, and it, and for for a lot of sin, it's a very short season. Whereas, yeah. through to the spirit, you you can have a vineyard that lasts for years and years and years. You can have uh, an orchard that lasts for years and years and years, generations mm -hmm. even. And that's that's what makes the fruit of the spirit great in comparison to the works of the flesh. Well, not not only that, there's a lot of things that factor into there. But um, but I do want to point out that the fruit of the spirit is not okay. If I just love, have joy, peace. If I'm long suffering, if I'm gentle, if I have goodness, if I have faith, meekness, temperance, then I'm good. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. not because I can I can act like I have all of those. And I yeah. can still not love Jesus. And I can still not actually love people, which right there crosses off love, which means you don't have that. <laughs> uh so there's there's that. And not only that, I can act like I'm worshiping him. I do want to give an example. Uh and I I think I might have written down the verse. Let me see here. No, I do not. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a verse where Jesus is walking with the disciples up to a fig tree. And he, he sees that the fig tree has leaves. It's ready to be bearing. But it also points out that it's not the season for figs. Yeah. Walks up and there's no figs on the tree. And so yep. he's angry. <laughs> he curses the tree. And then when they come back, that tree is dead. And then mm -hmm. Peter whoa you curse this tree and it's dead now how crazy is that <laughs> it's just and he's saying something to peter I, I i'm not gonna go into that rambling but <laughs> you can be in church or you can go to church mm -hmm. there's there's a very big difference between that and if i'm going to church i can attend i can be happy i can put up an impression that i'm following god and I can go right back home and be the worst human being ever. I'm not saying everyone does that. And I'm not saying everyone goes home and is just a horrible human being. Some people are very nice and they just don't follow Christ. That's their prerogative. But mm -hmm. being in church, you will go home and you'll still be living for God that day. The rest of that day, you'll be still living for God the next day. And the day after that. You'll still be living for God by the time you have midweek Bible study, or if you don't, you'll still be living for God by the time the next Sunday rolls around. Mm -hmm. And throughout that week, throughout those days, people are going to see your love. People are going to see your joy, your peace. People who are very upsetting people. <laughs> and uh, yeah. like, I'll, I'll give an example. At my job, I'm in a call center, and sometimes those people just answer the phone and they are cussing up a storm at me for something I didn't even do. And mm -hmm. they're either still mad because one, it's not my fault that they did something like this and I can't fix it. Or mm -hmm. they appreciate that I was able to be patient with them and still work through their problem, even though they were being <clears throat> total jerk at the time. Yeah. That's a great example for long suffering. And I'm so glad God has worked with me on that because I can guarantee you two years ago would not have been able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this they. How do I, how do I put this one? So it's like, I can I can be very blunt with people, and I used to be very 
blunt. I still am sometimes, depending on the situation. But I can purposefully try to give you advice that puts you down. Like, oh, yeah. done this, you should have done this. You're stupid, you're dumb, whatever. Okay, I can do that. Or I can be gentle with them and be like, okay, well, it's good that you tried something, but let's try mm -hmm. to correctly or that that goes not just in the spiritual too if you're above anybody or even mm -hmm. if you know somebody if someone's wrong not just blasting them and being gentle with that and it, it can also go with being gentle with uh, how do i make this without say this without saying weird things uh physical, physical interactions i'll leave that at there <laughs> but but people are <laughs> Um, if if you have the Holy Spirit residing in you or the Holy Ghost residing in you, they're going to be able to see the fruit of that because it's if you let it work, it's going to continue working as long as you let it work. But as soon yeah. as working flesh, it's going to back away. People are going to start noticing that. You may be able to put up those leaves for a little bit and appear like you have fruit, but when people mm -hmm. close and personal, they're going to be able to see that. And I, I think it's a very dangerous place when you're trying to hide the fact that you're sinning and then thinking there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And and it's that one part where you think nothing is wrong that, that is very it's terrifying to me. That is that is one mm -hmm. thing I of is if I'm doing something wrong and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, no, this is perfectly right. Someone please slap some sense into me if that happens. Uh, <laughs> but but that's that's a very scary place to be in, and I I know I got a little off topic, um, but yeah, we you want to the the difference the point I'm making is the difference between having the fruit of the spirit because you have the Holy Ghost and attempting to act like you have the fruit of the spirit is a different, not as noticeable as some things, but it will start showing, and so. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm trying not to. It's not my place to rebuke people, from what I understand. Um, as platform, I'm not trying to put anyone down. Do uh, I? I just want to give a warning. Is basically what I want to do. Is just hey, if in church, if you're really in church and you're not showing these fruits, you need to find yourself an altar. It doesn't have to be in your church doesn't have to be anywhere specific just find some place to get yourself right because that is that's a scary place to be in is when yeah. you're when you're thinking nothing's wrong be my leaves up i still come up dressed up to church but when i go home everything changes um mm -hmm. god i got off topic i'm gonna pass this over to jesse before i i go any <laughs> yeah all right so um yeah uh <clears throat> i'm gonna jump now to uh the second group so i kind of covered that first uh contrast which was the works of the flesh and where that gets you um which is nowhere good but the fruit <laughs> of the spirit <laughs> um yeah this is this is where you want to be uh this is uh called the fruit of the spirit because obviously the spirit, which is Jesus, who is the vine that I already had uh, mentioned in uh, John 15 there, he bears fruit. Jesus bears fruit. 
and he bears it in abundance and it's good fruit. So uh, this list of good works is the fruit that the vine bears um, as a result of us. I guess he's uh, kind of what I'm saying. Um, so you see there in John 15, it's saying that Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Um, and 15.4, as the branch cannot bear fruit of, it, of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. So um, we can't bear fruit. Uh, without being um, drafted, without being rooted in that vine. Uh, that vine is very important, um, as you can tell. Uh, as such, if we are truly followers of Christ, we should be showing this fruit ourselves in our lives. And that's kind of what Pablo has been saying um, with his points. Uh, if we're true Christians, this fruit is going to be popping up everywhere in our lives. You know, love, joy, peace, long suffering, all these, all that whole list right there. Um, so we are not only the branches of the vine, we are the body of Christ. You see that in Colossians 1.18, um, in Colossians 1.24, Colossians 1.18 says, and he is the body or the head of the body. And that's referring to Jesus uh, earlier there. The church, who was the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. And then uh, verse 24, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So the church right there it clarifies that is the body of Christ. And obviously, yeah, and Jesus is the head of the body. So um the, we must make sure that we are rooted into the correct vine as well um you know there's many jesus's being preached out there these days um and that's the one thing that paul feared the most is another jesus being taught to us um so we got to make sure that the god we're serving the jesus that we've come to know is the right one and you can only know you know, one Jesus, because all these other ones are false gods. So if you know Jesus, you know that he is the father and vice versa. The father is Jesus. Jesus is that image, the icon of God. Without him, we cannot know God. And we've talked about that again uh, in previous podcasts as well. So um, in this way, Jesus being divine introduces us to the husbandman. And that, you know, the husbandman is also again mentioned in John 15. And, you know, John 15, I think, really uh, parallels and kind of goes really well with this passage, Galatians 5, for the fruit of the spirit and for the works of the flesh. Um, so that husband, that husbandman, the way I see that, that's like God. That's the God of the Old Testament that really couldn't be known. You know, he's like, if you see me, you'll die. But when Jesus came, he's that icon. And he's the vine and see you see we're not rooted into the husbandman but the branches in uh john 15 they're rooted into that vine and as such uh the husbandman's gonna know what the you know the good vines are and jesus is that good vine and as a result he's gonna know what those branches that are bearing good fruit are and that's who we are so without the vine we wouldn't know the husbandman which is god they're one and the same uh, so, um, the fruits, I kind of only 
put down some stuff for their one, and that is love. Um, I know Pablo has been going through the list of them. I just wanted to point out love, and there's a reason why I'll get into it after I turn it back over to Pablo. But love, um, God is love, and love is of God. And the like, really great passage of scripture to back this up is First uh, John four. Uh, I have I have 7 to 21 listed here. I won't read that all because that's a super long passage. But uh, you can look at that and read it yourself. Um, I'll just read a couple of the scriptures here. Um, verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So those two verses right there uh, show that God is love and love is of God. And if you don't love, you don't actually know God. If you do love, you do know God. <laughs> so um, uh, love is very important right there. Um, I think it's fair to say that we can't really truly love without knowing God first because God is love. And as such, when we see what love is, that gives us the example, that gives us the uh shows us how we should be loving one another how we should love god first obviously and love others you know so we have this two-way relationship we have this uh vertical relationship you know between us and god because god is above us and then we have this horizontal relationship with other people you know that are around us so um and you can kind of it's kind of like a triangle if you would picture that um, the more we love God, we're getting closer to him, the more we're going to be loving people around us. And that that triangle is going to be getting you know smaller and smaller um, as we get closer to God and as we get closer to people. And eventually that triangle is going to disappear because we're just going to disappear into one body of Christ, you know, if that makes sense at all. Uh, we're going to be one with God. And that and that's the whole that's the whole thing that we're working towards here. So um, hopefully that wasn't too confusing. I try to explain that as best as I could. I'm not the best explainer, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll turn it back over to Pablo. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point to end on for our break. Um, I do want to touch up on that a little bit when we come back. Uh, just for actually, wait, no, never mind. No, you hit you hit the nail right on the head. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, find it, I find it hilarious that now that i'm actually putting more notes down and studying a, a lot more uh for this pod than i was before which mind mm-hmm. you has been eye-opening for some of these topics to me some some of the things that i i start talking about i didn't know of beforehand and yeah oh yeah so yeah we'll, we'll end right here for our quick little break uh we'll be right back Uh, For you, it'll be however long the ad is. And then for us, it'll be however long I decide to take a break for. So, uh, (laughs) right back. Uh, In the meantime, get some water or something. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the awkward break. Um, Anyways, we are going you uh i i didn't want to make a point of the fruit of the spirit and how uh i don't know how to segue into this that's cool though (laughs) 
Uh, so fruit, and, and I talked about this with Shane. Oh yeah, that's what I want to do. I talked about this with Shane, um, practically a brother to me. He's our pastor's son at our church. Um, we were talking about it on Wednesday night after getting home from running our live stream for our Bible study. Um, and I, I really want him on this podcast at some point because he's he's got a way of explaining things that is awesome. <laughs> and it definitely helps me understand a lot of things too. Uh, but we were talking about it and he pointed out to me that fruit doesn't just get eaten. Fruit doesn't just get picked and then sold at the farmer's market or at a grocery store. A lot of times fruit will fall and the seeds will eventually fall out after the plant has rotted and then more trees will grow or more fruit will grow depending on the type of uh, fruit you got and that of that kind of points something out to me of how are we to reach people in this world how are we going to show them who jesus is and who or who the holy spirit is which is the same person um and it it kind of hit me on wednesday night well they'll know who he is by who we are yeah to better explain that we're, we're supposed to be like christ we're supposed to do things like he did say things like he did and we're not going to be perfect at it that's that's for sure um but if you have these fruits and i'm going to go i'm going to go back to galatians uh chapter 5 verse 22 as then reading on just to relist them for you guys love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law um if we have those things, if we're showing those things, they're going to be interested as to, hey, how are you showing this love? How do you have this joy or this peace in a world full of hate, full of idolatry and witchcraft and violence and all these other things? How, how are you doing that? And yeah. the, the answer is, well, we have the Holy Ghost inside of us. We have Jesus inside of us. And a lot of people are going to look at you like you're weird. And some mm -hmm. come to your church after that. So uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's us. But, um, but the thing is, it, it's, it kind of struck me as I, I, I had never thought about that. What's the yeah. witness to people? Is it knocking on doors? Is it, is it going and sending those little uh, pamphlets or tracks or whatever they call them now? Uh, yeah. The best way. Well, the best way is really to just, live your life with as many people as you can mm -hmm. in the way that Christ would have lived it. When you look at mm -hmm. Jesus and his life, was he staying in one spot? He was not. He was walking all over the place. And I'm not mm -hmm. but he was going all over the place. Crowds were gathering and he was making sure that he was doing his job and making sure people knew who he was. Um, yeah. That's, that's our job now, except we're not making people know who we are. We're trying to make people know who he is. And yeah. Paul touched up on briefly when they were uh, calling him a god. Mm -hmm. oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't worship yeah. me. Miracles that I'm working. It's me. God who has let me do this. And that's, that's something that I feel like we need to do is just let these fruits of the spirit roll with us, which is what's supposed to be happening anyways. But mm -hmm. 
we're we're like a mobile tree i guess <laughs> we, we we just go wherever we need to and we can be used everywhere that we are i mean you're in the grocery store and people are you're having a conversation with someone which they may not want you to especially with covid going on now but go ahead and try it anyways <laughs> try yeah. and have tell you to back off i mean that then back off at that point okay fine respect that decision yeah. but um showing that you love them showing that you care for them treating them like a normal human being not just oh they're a sinner let me go ahead and just hey you know what you need jesus no that's that yeah <laughs> instead of saying that if you want to mention jesus be like hey you know what jesus loves you yeah you can leave it at that I, you can yeah. go and jesus loves you and walk away and that will plant the seed do i recommend just doing that no stay as long as you can let him know who jesus is <laughs> right uh, that that is mentioned in another verse of uh i was gonna say of study like we're quizzing <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> verse 14 uh did it and it says and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that city shake off the dust of your feet all that mm -hmm. means hey, if they if they reject you shake off your shoes shake yourself off move on yeah that's that's all it is and so if people don't want to try the fruit of the spirit try the fruit try the things that come with having the holy ghost in you that's fine they don't have to eat it yeah. Stop, you stop having those fruits. That doesn't mean yeah. you stop trying to give out those fruits. And uh, there, was, there was another analogy I was going to make about a squirrel. I don't think it'll really make sense to anybody else, but it makes sense in my head. <laughs> I mean, squirrels, they'll take acorns and they'll bury them in the ground. And then they'll bury fake. That way birds can't find their acorns. And then they'll forget about half of the acorns that they bar buried. <laughs> And a tree will grow. So yeah. that that was like, and I'm not saying anyone's dumb, but <laughs> <laughs> you can very little, that very little memory like a squirrel, and still be able to plant a seed. Yeah, you can still move the word of God, move His love, and something will happen. Um, yeah, and. You, you also have to respect this note too that I that I made here. Uh, do, 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 do. Is it Matthew thirteen three? Let's see if I wrote down the wrong verse or the right verse. We'll see thirteen three. Oh no, I wrote down the right one. Ooh, there we go. Uh, this is just talking about the different types of ground. Uh, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, "Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up." Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith, but because they had no deepness of earth, and when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because yeah. of the root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them, but other fell into good ground, and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. So, and then it goes on, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And that that i think is just touching up on what i said before where you don't have to just sit there and do nothing you can sow your seed you can yeah. go out plant those seeds in as many people as you want it's not saying hey don't sow in thorny ground still sow in thorny ground 
mm-hmm. just sow in good ground. Go out and sow wherever you can. Yeah. What if someone comes up later and takes out the thorns? What if someone takes those stones later on and <clears throat> fills it with, with soil good enough for yeah. that flourish? What if someone goes over by the wayside and they have someone up posted out there tear off the birds? And I know, I know this is sounding like a weird analogy, but if you plant the seed, there are other people that God has called to help and try to make that seed flourish. And yeah. I, I think I think that comes into where pastors are. Uh, I mean, look, every city needs a pastor. And some cities can have multiple pastors. You can have a small town with multiple pastors. There's there's like 30 different types of churches out in Brentwood uh, where, where I attend. I mean, there's 30 different kinds of churches there. There's a Pentecostal church in Brentwood, Antioch. I don't know, one in Oakley. Uh, if there is, I definitely don't know about it. Uh <laughs> Antioch, Pittsburgh, Bay Point. There's there's places everywhere. Well, just because I go to church in Brentwood doesn't mean I can't sow seeds in Antioch where I live. Yeah. Or Pittsburgh where I work. <laughs> Pittsburgh where... <laughs> just because I go to church one place doesn't mean I can't show people who God is in another. Now, oh, I yeah. if I'm smart, I'll recommend them to a trusted a trusted pastor. Um, mm-hmm. in the area and be like, hey, you don't have to come to my church. You can still be saved over here. You, yeah. <laughs> you don't... Yeah. And when they, you, it's better to say, you don't have to come to my congregation. You can still go to their congregation and be saved. Yeah. The church is one body. We touched up on that before. But the church is mm-hmm. one body. And that's, that's something that you may want to go over your pastor with. Like, hey, if I'm in this area, who should I recommend these people to? Or hey, if yeah. I'm who should I recommend these people to? And your pastor will have a good answer. And he mm-hmm. for there may be some people he's like, no, don't recommend them here, recommend them there. And he knows things that you don't. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, and that's that's something that uh kind of hit me on Wednesday, like, okay, which I, I knew I don't have to just be a Christian in Brentwood, I knew that, but mm-hmm there was one point where I was I was told, hey, uh, you're not supposed to be witnessing in cities that aren't your own. And I was like, well, why not? <laughs> why not? That, yeah. Uh, that that person, I think, had their intentions right, but they, they weren't really... How do I say it? They knew what they wanted to say, and they didn't get the point across correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think what what really should have been happening is, hey, um, don't go witnessing. And like for Jesse, if he comes over and starts witnessing to people, and Brent was like, hey, you need to come to Placerville. Yeah. One, no. <clears throat> yeah. Two, no. That's what makes <laughs> no sense. Those are both the reasons. So that's the only reason. That's not true. Now, could he say, you can come to my church, but I know of a place over in Brentwood that you can go to that you can be saved as well. He can definitely yeah. do, definitely do that. Um, or if an Antioch, Hey, yeah, you can go to this place in Antioch. He may yeah. not know anybody from the Antioch church. That doesn't matter. He knows that God is there. <laughs> and right. so the biggest thing is you don't have to just let these fruits go idle and rot without being picked. You can pick them yourself and toss them where you need to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I think that was the longest point I've made on this podcast to date. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, my final point for for today was was that unless Jesse's got something else. Uh, yeah, I was gonna touch up on the re- some of the rest of the fruits that I think weren't really mentioned all that much, but I was all stuff you said there too. Um, I've I mean I've had situations where. I was, you know, witnessing the people, um, and from different cities, and they, I tell them about a church. I'm in the area. I could see that they didn't really want to go, just because they made that personal connection with me, and they were willing to make that drive out to Placerville, where I am from, just so you know they knew somebody, and you know they were already comfortable with me. And sometimes that's gonna that's gonna happen. You know, sometimes it, you know. It depends on the situation. Some people are not going to want to make that drive. Some people are just going to want to stay in the area and just visit the, you know, church near them. But some people really connect with, you know, you if you're witnessing to them and they want to go see what church you go to. You know, now I've had that and I'll be like, oh, you know, if you do want to come to our church, you know, as I'll kind of read that, you know, it's like got to be kind of sensitive to that. Um, you know, I've been in that. So. You know, I'll kind of throw that there too. I'll be like, oh, if you want to visit our church too, I know it's a bit of a drive, but you're totally welcome. And kind of see, oh, they start smiling again, and they're like, and they feel relieved that they don't have to, you know, go to yeah. this, not that it's a bad church in their city. They just, you know, they feel comfortable with you, and they're like, you know, he seems pretty cool. Maybe the people in that church are pretty cool too. So, I, and I've had that. People have done that. They, you know, they live like 45 minutes away, and they drove all the way up to uh, our little town of Placerville. Um, just because, you know, they felt comfortable around me and I, you know, I'd introduced them to the whole church and, you know, I've had people that, you know, still like to visit our church, you know, they're not necessarily a, a member really or anything, but every once in a while, you know, those people that I witness to, they're coming every once in a while, you know, just to say hi and, you know, and that's, that's kind of breaking that ice, you know, that's, um, that's showing Jesus, you know, it may not seem to, you know, bear fruit right off the bat, but sometimes it's just planting the seed and, and that's I heard from a guy, uh, brother Danny Aber. He's one. He's a tremendous soul winner for the Lord, and that's something he he's encouraged um, me and many other people. You may not be this soul winner. You know, people might knock at you and say, "You're like, oh, you know, that guy goes out and wins souls, man." It's, sometimes it's just planting the seed. It's it's putting that knowledge of God. Some people don't even know who God is. Some people don't know who Jesus is at all. They, have not been raised around church at all. They don't know anything, you know, about it. And it's just planting that seed, telling people about them, making them aware and kind of softening their hearts to that. So that when somebody else comes around the corner, you know, maybe a year, uh, you know, a year down the road, years down the road, or whatever the case is, and they start to tell them about Jesus. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that. That one guy, Jesse, kind of told me about that. And I was like, yeah, he seemed a pretty cool guy, you know, you, you know, and we should be showing Jesus and, you know, witnessing and that kind of, you know, that that's how we should be doing this. Um, so uh, I was going to touch up on the kind of the last fruit of the spirit there. Um, I don't think we really talked about faith, weakness or temperance all that much. So faith, um, which was, I think, our very first podcast, um, we really went into that. So faith is that knowledge of God. It's not just, you know, this i believe god's gonna do this you know i I claim it and all that we can't really claim anything honestly because we're not god we are always wanting to be like not not my will but thy will be done you see that jesus prayed that way in the garden um you know not my will nevertheless not my will but yours be done 
and that's how we should pray. You know, we can't really claim this. But like, this seems right. You no, know, it seems like this person should be healed. So I claim it in the name of Jesus. No, that's not really what we're supposed to be doing. Because sometimes it's not God's will actually for them to be healed. Maybe there's some things that they have to go through for them to, you know, to see, oh, wow, maybe, you know, I've been doing some things wrong or, you know, because some people are just, you know, I know I can be real stubborn and real, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it. And sometimes it takes that, it takes that breaking, that chipping away of that stubborn will, you know, that, that flesh, God's just chiseling away at that. And sometimes, you know, that can be situations of sickness or, you know, almost on the deathbed and people are like, I claim this in Jesus' name, but they weren't healed. What's wrong? Is my faith weak? No, it's you need to have that knowledge of God so that you can plan your life. You can be willing to submit your life to God's plan. Because once you know who God is, then you can start to understand what his plan is for not only your life, but maybe for some other people's lives around you. And you can start to see from God's perspective, oh, they need to go through this struggle. They need to go through this trial because if they don't, they'll never realize that there's a certain thing that needs to be taken out of their life, you know, and that, and God knows that. So uh, that's kind of what faith is. It's opening those eyes to seeing who God is and, you know, adjusting your life daily to live around that, that knowledge, that revelation of who God is. Um, meekness is, I think, every time I look at meekness, I my mind automatically switches to Moses because he's always stated as the most like meek man that like lived basically, um, ex excluding Jesus, of course. But you see Moses had this spirit. He was willing to intercede so many times for the children of Israel when God would say, I'm just going to destroy them. You know, he's like, I'm done with them. I'm just going to completely destroy them and be done with them. Moses is like, oh, come on. Come on, God, you, you can't do that. You, you promised, you know there's a sea that you're going to be writ that you're going to raise and it's going to be your people. You can't go back on your word. And Moses had this knowledge of God that he knew God couldn't go back on his own word. He can't deny himself. And, and God, he loved that. He loved that about Moses. And when, whenever we see that too, you know, whenever we start to understand that we can start to do that too, you know, that's, you know, um, uh, that's a little bit of what meekness is, just humbling yourself and, you know, not everything being about yourself, but starting to open your eyes to see what others people are going through and just having a meek spirit, you know, be willing to help, be willing to talk to anybody, be willing to intercede for people, you know, uh, and then temperance, that last one there, um, I have heard that commonly referred to as self-control, so self-control of your emotions, of your spirit, you know, sometimes you want to lash out at people, you get really angry or, you know, you know, we're all human. Our emotions can go up and down, up and down. Um, and temperance is just self-control of that, you know, um, and especially get with non-believers as believers, we need to be very careful with how we treat non-believers. You know, if, you know, I, I had, you know, a couple years in a uh, customer service, and, you know, there's some really rude people that I just wanted to kind of lash out and let them have it. But I uh, had to remind myself, no, 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 I'm a servant of God. And would Jesus do that? No, I don't think he would. You know, I think he would try to love these people and, you know, be a light to them. And be a, so I would I would try my best to smile through it. And sometimes that, you know, when you're just being so nice to people that are being so rude to you that, you know, that kind of 
breaks their heart you know that breaks their uh, that breaks their uh kind of stony attitude to you and i had one lady you know when i was working at uh belair which is a grocery store up here um she was just being super rude to me and she was just just negative and i was just being as nice as i could helping her out with anything i could and and finally she just kind of broke down started crying she's like i'm so sorry he's like i just realized i've been being so rude to you it's like my mom just passed away you know a couple of days ago and she and i didn't know that you know i just thought it was a super rude lady and when that opportunity came i grabbed it i was like oh i'm so sorry for you i could pray for you you know i could uh you know mention you at our church and she was so thankful ever since then ever since that moment whenever i saw her again she smiled at me you know we had that personal connection i broke that i you know that kind of stony uh you know that uh negative attitude she had towards me just because she had gone through some tough things in her own life her own personal life and i had no idea so you just got to be you know understanding and you know try to have a smile on your face and that can sometimes just make the difference you know you get through people that way uh so yeah and I- yeah yeah so you want to have all these things in your life that's that's the fruit of the spirit um and i like that last part right there and after that list it says against such there is no law in 523 um so this you know there's nothing against the law for that whole list um so i'm just going to mention this real quick at the very end this is my last thing i'm going to mention wait, wait, is wait. that because i know i know what's coming up here <laughs> um, yeah i i do want that last bit where where that lady that was being negative and then you broke that eyesight it, it kind of hit me when you said stony um mm-hmm. <laughs> A weird word to me but anyways uh, <laughs> i how how much can i guarantee that she has heard of jesus before i can't i can't guarantee that mm-hmm. other than the fact that they literally have him in school history textbooks all mm-hmm. last time i was in school so i'm guarantee you with an, a lady an older lady well older than us i don't know how old she was but i guarantee you she i can almost guarantee she was probably informed of who jesus was at some point so she probably already had a seed planted in there. And then mm-hmm. you came along, you saw that opportunity to have the fruits of the spirit. Well, not even saw that you just had the fruits of the spirit. But once you saw how, that, how she broke down, mm-hmm. you bore that stony ground. So someone had sown their seed and yeah. to help it thrive. And that's mm-hmm. a perfect example of, of what I touched up on earlier. Because I, I don't think I've done that before, as far as I know. I mean, who, I, I may have done it before and just don't know about that, but um, yeah. But now she has that seed, and it's going to start thriving because you were yeah. able to buy and remove stones uh, or break them down, however you it was. And oh, something else I wanted to touch up on too before you end this. Um, gosh, <laughs> I can't. Remember. If if it was if it was that important, I would have remembered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so should I make my last point? I mean, maybe I can make my last point and you'll remember it. I'll be like, ah, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah, go ahead and make your last point. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so this last point, I kind of told Pablo about this, and. I don't mean to cause controversy or anything. It's just something to throw out there so you can go and study this for yourself and talk to your pastor about it and stuff. Um, but I have heard uh, that it's not uh, the fruits of the spirit 
because uh, if you look at it, um, 520, was it 523? Yeah, uh, 522. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, um, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, just temperance. Because such there is no law. Uh, so you see there the fruit is singular. It never says the fruits of the spirit. It just says the fruit of the spirit. So I've heard the argument that there's actually only one fruit of the spirit and that that fruit of the spirit is love. And that whole list after that is actually eight attributes that are of love that are, you know, um, inside that fruit, love, that's everything that love is, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, this temperance. Um, and that's a very interesting, um, that's a very interesting argument for me. Um, if, the, if that is true, that's, um, I mean, I could see that, honestly, being the case, because in all those things, joy, peace, long-suffering, you know, and so on, I think that is all encompassed in love. I think love is all those things. If you have love, hey, you can be joyful, because what is love? I, 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 that's why I specifically wanted to really go into the scripture of what love is. God is love, and love is of God. So if that fruit is God, you're bearing fruit. You know, you're bearing that love. You're bearing what Jesus is, love. And, you know, you, if you have that, yes, you can be joyful. That's super easy then. You can have peace because, hey, you you know what love is. And you are loving people. And, you you know, you're living your life right in accordance to God's will. And you can have this peace that, hey, I think I'm living my life right. This is what my purpose is. And you can have total peace with yourself. Long suffering, it helps you with that too. Uh, gentleness, goodness, faith, you know, what I said, knowing God. Well, hey, if you have love, you know God. Because if you don't have love, you don't you don't know God. You know, there's that first uh, John 4, again, right there, that kind of backs that up. Yeah, meekness, temperance. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Um, and, you know, uh, you can study that out and, you know, look to your pastor, whoever it is. That's your spiritual authority in your life. But uh, yeah, I've been told that. And I think that's a very interesting argument. And I mean, from my perspective, it could very well be the case. So yeah, just look into that yourself. But that's my last point. And I'll uh, turn this back over to Pablo. Yeah, and I actually found something while you were making <clears throat> out against such the no law that kind of hit me. Um, I think that's what I was remembering. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 13, uh, 34 and 35, a new commandment unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. And I, there's another verse too, uh, where he's like, "Oh, God, what, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment?" And he says, "Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength." Through paraphrase version, I'm gonna give, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And those are the two greatest commandments, and love being. <laughs> being one of the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit uh depending mm -hmm. on you look at it um yeah that i i think that is a very strong argument for that um mm -hmm. will i say that that's true i'm not going to at this point i i haven't consulted my pastor about that um mm -hmm. but it's definitely an interesting thing to study out and that i will be studying this week along with uh next week's episode which will be on drum roll uh just a <laughs> Left us hanging. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
excited yet. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like oh. I hope we get some. Um, yeah, myself didn't have any idea. When he said that, I was like, "Oh, what is it? What is next week gonna be?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." He doesn't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you've been bamboozled. You've been... <laughs> Sign off for today, but uh, in the meantime, everyone have a great rest of your week continue in Jesus Christ and have those fruits of the spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, God bless.